seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I am your host Jordan, Stacks Labs, joined as always with my guys, Mr. Swervin Irving Washington, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, how we doing tonight fellas? Alright, chilling. Can't complain. I did, I did just see those uh, City Connect hats that uh, you were talking about right before we started, and damn, those Kansas City ones are they are pretty dope. Yeah, they're one of the cleaner ones for sure. Yeah. The Nike hasn't done a lot of teams justice with the City Connects, but there is a few that they've uh, they've done very well on. Kansas yep. City is one of them. There's a couple City Connects from Kansas City or like plays off the City Connect that are just so dope yeah like they have the uh the royals are with the like the in that like lined oh and they, one yeah. that they do the kc with the uh that's pretty clean the crown on it it's so dope that's pretty clean good for them well, and then my giants are trash so that's all uh, does, i mean they yeah. scored like 16 runs yesterday i mean there was they were do for a oh. little bit of regression. I'm I'm talking about the City Connect jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the City. Do, yeah. Do the A's even have a City Connect jersey? Not yet. They're only rolling out like five a year or oh, six. Now a year. it's going to be Vegas. So. Yeah, I I would hope they would do one before though, because uh, Oakland deserves it. You know what I mean? Yeah, fucking trash can. Stop. <laughs> they probably find a way to fuck them up though. Oscar the Grouch jerseys. For, for Oakland, I mean both Irv's and I City Connect suck, so it'd only be right for yours to suck too. I mean the Dodgers might have the worst City Connect in all of baseball. Yeah, the, the Rockies are pretty damn bad. Yeah, those Rockies ones are bad. I'm not a fan of the Mariners either. Mariners look like fucking softball joints too. Anyways, uh, welcome to the show. We are here to talk Major League Baseball. We'll be breaking down a handful of games for Wednesday, May 31st, slate of action. Uh, usually Wednesdays have baseball basically from morning to night, which is the case tomorrow. Um, before we get started with baseball, though, I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to ooh, sorry, Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. Um, with that being said, before we get into the baseball, fellas, you know, we had the NBA Eastern Conference Finals wrap up. We had the NHL Western Conference Finals wrap up. So now we're getting ready for the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals. Do I have any predictions from either of you on either of the NBA or NHL playoff series? Uh, NBA starts tomorrow, right? Thursday. Oh, I thought I saw it tomorrow. Um, I mean, 
Denver's going to steamroll. Denver was going to steamroll either team. Denver's minus four, like depending on where you get it. My, I've seen minus four ten to minus four forty to win the series. Yeah, pretty heavy. Is it? Uh, what's the the line on it? Or the spread on it? Uh, Game one. Yeah. Minus eight and a half right now. Eight and a half. Wow. It opened at seven and a half. It's, it's been bet up an entire point. Yikes. That's a lot of points. <clears throat> yeah, but you got to remember, you know, Miami is coming off a seven-game series. Denver's had nine days rest. Mm-hmm. They are playing in Denver, elevation. Uh, teams coming off of game seven and game one in the last 10 years are like 33 and 68 to this against the spread. Yikes. So maybe that eight and a half. Like 33, okay. and, 33 and 57 or 33 and 67, one of the two. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't really remember. But <clears throat> I personally think it's going to be a fucking blowout game one. I just, uh, it's asking a lot of Miami, dude. Yeah. And Denver is the way better team. Like, we talked about this on Temple of Hoop yesterday. Like, the one thing that stymied Boston in the series was Miami running a zone. And, like, Denver is the best team against the zone. Obviously, they have Nikola Jokic, who is, like, one of the best playmakers. And in a zone, if your center can play make, it makes everything a lot more easier. So Miami's not going to be able to run a zone, which presents a lot of problems for them uh, lineup-wise because now they're not going to really be able to play your Duncan Robinsons and your Max Struces and your Kevin Loves because they're not going to be able to guard anybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is going to be a like, honestly, I played uh, Nuggets in, to win in five at plus 440. I also think if you can get a Nuggets series minus two and a half games, that's also a good bet. Um, I, I think the Nuggets are going to fucking, I mean, I've said this every series <laughs> Miami's played yeah. in, but the, Denver's definitely the best team they face, dude, for sure. And I, I would have said, I would have picked Denver to beat Boston. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't yeah. matter who won that game. I was picking Denver to win the series. So I definitely think the better matchup for Denver, though, is Miami. So yep. I like Denver. I definitely agree with on with you on that. Um, not as much the uh, kind of strength and, and grit on Miami as Boston had. So Yeah, and Boston, like, they're such a dumb basketball team, dude. Just, like, it's hard to put into words how dumb they are, man. Like, <laughs> Charles Barkley called them dumbasses on national TV. Bro, so <laughs> many unforced turnovers, like throughout the series, and then it's like they're just jacking they up threes. They to stop shooting threes. No ball movement. No cutting to the basket. Nothing, it got pretty bro. bad in that second half. Yep. So I I saw a, uh, a little off topic here, but I saw a um, a trade. Uh, scenario uh, that included Boston, included the Warriors, and included uh, the Wizards. Um, and the basis of it is got Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, and who else? And Jordan and Jordan Poole. And then both <clears throat> the I think it's both Boston and the Warriors throwing a first round pick. So, mm, no, nah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll say this something like. I'll say this right now, Ben. Jordan Poole's trade value is in that absolute fucking dumpster because well, yeah, of his that's contract. Why, that's why we're throwing in the first round pick there. Yeah, but like, where where would he go to Washington? Yeah, Washington gets 
two first round picks and Poole. And then the Warriors got smart and the um and then Boston got Beal. Well, what about Jalen Brown? Or sorry, uh, Jalen Brown. Sorry, not Marcus Smart. Uh, Jalen Brown. <laughs> what was it? Brown or was it Smart? Is this a two K trade? I was going to say who made this trade? Uh, yeah. uh, Warriors no, content. No, I, I saw it on. Writer. I think I saw it in uh, SSAW posted today. Oh, it probably was. A, it probably must have been a Warriors fan. Later. It must have been a Warriors fan. I just <laughs> like. If I'm Boston, like I'm not trading Jalen Brown and a first round pick for for Bradley Beal. Like that doesn't help me at all. Okay. Boston needs a point guard. They need a point guard desperately, dude. That's what they needed after last year. Like they lost that Warrior series because they like averaged 16 turnovers a game. Mm-hmm. Is Beal a shooting guard? Yeah, he's a sh- he's a shooting guard. He's a okay. pure shooting guard. Gotcha. And uh, like I would definitely trust him more playmaking than Jalen Brown. Like that's definitely for sure. But I think if I'm if I'm Boston, like the only way I'm moving off Jalen Brown is if I get, you know, a legitimate point guard. Like people are talking about trading Jalen Brown to Portland for the number three pick because Scoot Henderson could be number three and he's a point guard and like obviously he's not a veteran, but he would immediately come in and be an impactful player on that right. roster. So it'll be. It, I don't know, dude. I think I think we're gonna see a lot. Jalen Brown is definitely getting traded, in my opinion. So mm. we'll see what happens. And obviously, the Warriors are gonna try and move Jordan Poole, but the Warriors don't have a GM right now. So yeah, do you think the adding a first round pick with Poole is enough to get him traded? Depends on For what they're at getting least a back. decent return. That's what I'm saying. Like Jordan Poole in a first round pick isn't gonna get you back Jalen Brown because that's like highway robbery. You'd have well, to move your, off. Like your first round pick is gonna be late. Yeah, you'd have to move yeah, off multiple draft, so. multiple first. Uh-huh. Like personally, I just I don't know if they're going to be able to to do to move off of him. That's that's tough, and especially in like today's league where the salary cap is uh with the new CBA where it's like a hard cap, so like teams really can't go over the cap anymore. I don't know mm-hmm. if a team wants to hard cap themselves by acquiring Jordan Poole, especially after the year he had. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's coming off of. Very bad year, yeah. But we'll see. I definitely there's definitely gonna be a lot of movement in my opinion in this offseason, man. Like NBA teams just watched uh, AC Miami Heat fucking make the finals. They're probably like, "Yo, this can't happen." Like <laughs> both Boston teams lost to an eight seed in seven games. That's crazy. I saw a, a meme. Uh, it's a South Florida thing going into TD Garden and winning Game Seven. That's funny. What do you guys think about the Stanley Cup? Right now, I'm seeing uh, Vegas minus one thirty five, Florida plus one fifteen. I think it goes six or seven games, but the way how hot and how much momentum Florida got, I don't know. It's going to take a. It's going to take Aiden Hill having the best six seven games of his career. Yeah, for the uh, Golden Knights to win this series. Do you think having the layoff hurts Florida though? Probably hurt them game one. But if anything, but I don't think so because you know hockey players get right a lot of time off in hockey is easier than any other sport in my opinion. You think time so? Off in hockey is beneficial, and and Irv, you said the best two words there, Aiden Hill, and that's going to be the big decision part of this uh, of this series. And you know, I just don't see him even with the play that he had in you know the final uh, 
I don't want to say the final game. Obviously, it was a shutout. But the two games, what was it, game three and four uh, in that series, it just wasn't. Or game four, four and five. five. Yeah. Four yeah. And five. It, it just wasn't up to up to par for what Florida is going to be coming at you with. Um, Florida is a better defensive team, a better uh, offensive team. And if they can get Bobrovsky to play like he did in the, the first you know, in the series that they just, you know, trounced. If he plays like um, he's been playing all playoffs, it's over. Yeah. Then, you know, that's, that, that should be easy money to go Florida. And man, Dallas did exactly what at least I said they were going to do. And they beat down Vegas. That was a very hard fought series. Man, they and got dog walked yeah. at home in game six. That is uh, absolutely. But, it's still they that was a very physical series that was a lot of maybe not major injuries but nagging injuries and that's going to come back to haunt haunt vegas yeah i mean i like florida in the series i just think they're they're so hot right now like hansel's so hot right now <laughs> love that movie. we need we need to get a sound clip of that one <clears throat> all right let's let's move into some baseball um, first game we're going to talk about is a game that actually just wrapped up. The Pirates just won two to one. Yep. Um, this game starts at uh one forty or what is it one forty five Eastern? Twelve forty five. Pacific. Pacific. Yeah, my bad. Twelve forty five Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. We got the Pirates versus the Giants. We got Mitch Keller heading to the the mound for Pittsburgh. He's six and one on the year with a three point oh one ERA, a one point zero two WHIP. Going against Alex Wood, who's one and zero on the year, three point five one ERA, one point four four WHIP. Um, right now, you can uh, get Pittsburgh as a dog plus one fifteen, San Francisco minus one forty. Uh, the total is eight here. What do you think about this one, Ben? Being the Giants fan, yeah, this one's a this one's a little tough because of the way the Giants hit. Uh, or sorry, because of the way that the Pirates hit the lefties. Um, and Pirates are playing, are batting really well against lefties. Um, and that's something that scares me uh, for at least the first five of the series. I don't see Alex Wood going too deep into the into the game. But you've got a, you've got a Pittsburgh team who's hitting 264 um, against lefties. Granted, May has been a lot less productive than uh, April was, but they are seeing the ball coming out of, uh, out of those left-handed pitchers. So I'd lean first five towards Pittsburgh. Um, and then really I can see this being a, an open ball game afterwards. So, um, you know, both of these teams, uh, sorry, both of these pitchers have a very high ERA, um, which I can see. Uh, I don't want to Mitch say Keller very high, high ERA. Mitch Keller is one of the best pitchers in the National League right now, Ben. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was five, uh, 5.01 and 5.51. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I can see this. Hmm. Yeah, I can see this going under here. Well, I mean, the Pirates. You know, they haven't really been scoring the ball too well Yeah, the last 30 days. They've been a little offensively challenged. Um, and when they do win games, it's, they're winning a lot of close games. Um, Except for that. Oh, no, sorry. That was uh, 
San Francisco, Milwaukee. Uh, sorry, except for that Seattle game. Yeah, they, six. they had one game where they kind of went off, and yeah. it's kind of been a little bit of here and there since then. Uh, but, I mean, Mitch Keller has been stellar, dude. 3.01 ERA, 3.06 XFIP, 3.14 Sierra. So, like, it's basically everything's telling you, like, this is who this guy is. Like, he's a top-of-the-line, front-rotation type starter, dude. Uh, 11.4, 11.14 K per nine, which is 30.5%, which is way above league average. I mean, that's elite status K percentage. Um, and the giants, like they, they do hit right-handed pitching very well. Uh, 109 WRC plus 189 ISO, but they do have a very high K percentage, 25.2 K percentage, which is amongst the worst in major league baseball. They're like up there with the A's. Mitch Keller strikes out a lot of guys. Strikes out a lot of batters, yeah. which I think presents an issue for uh, San Francisco here. Um, Mitch Keller on the road, too. He, he, he's been worse on the road, 3.79 ERA compared to 2.18 at home. Um, but really, that, that's because he got knocked around by Seattle last start. So after coming off that bad start against Seattle, I do see him pitching a little bit better here. Um, the Pirates did go into their bullpen today, but the Giants also had a bullpen game. You know what I mean? So I don't think, I, I definitely think that the Pirates top relievers, um, guys like, uh, Bednar, Moretta, Moretta, Moretta probably won't pitch tomorrow because he pitched a couple inning, innings today, but, uh, they still got a lot of guys in that, in that bullpen, which is one of the top bullpens in baseball. Um, they'll have a lot of guys available. I think at the plus price, I, I think I like Pittsburgh here plus one fifteen to win it, win this game. I just, uh, I don't know, man. The Giants have been playing well. They've been they've been hitting the ball pretty well, but I think after they had that power outage the other day, they put up so many runs. Usually, teams kind of stumble a little bit after putting up that many runs. So that was the last time Alex Wood pitched. Well, they, on Monday they put up hella runs against Pittsburgh. Oh, 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 okay. I was looking at that 15-1 to 1 game. Yeah, the difference is, too, you know, Alex Wood faced the Brewers that first time. The Brewers can't hit lefties for shit. I mean, they couldn't hit Yusei <laughs> Kikuchi today, bro. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just think this is more of a pick em type game, so if you're giving me plus money on one of the teams, I'm going to take that. Mm-hmm. So Especially I, with their ace on the bump. Yep. So I would, I would definitely uh, take Pittsburgh plus one fifteen here. Or what do you think? Yeah, it gotta be Pittsburgh or the under, like you said. The um, Giants ain't really hitting righties too good right now. And Ben says the Pirates are hitting lefties pretty damn good right now. And. The Pirates did lose that first game, and then ever since then, it seems like their pitching has adjusted to the hitting. Because they only gave up one run today, and then yesterday they gave up, I think, two or three. No, yesterday they gave up 14. Yeah, yesterday they gave up a lot. Wait, Monday. Okay, because the third game is tomorrow. So today they gave up one. So, yeah, plus Mitch Keller, they're hot, man. Yeah. I don't know. Just like the Pirates, like the Pirates just started hot, and then they just. Regress super super back to the mean. Um, 
They just got to start winning close games. They have a lot of – they lose a lot of close games. So, that comes down to hitting and pitching. So, like you said, they high leverage guys going to be available. Uh, Woods, you don't know what you're going to get from him. It's either going to be all good or it's going to be all bad. So, and I'll lean towards – I wouldn't probably say all bad, but I definitely think the Pirates going to score some runs because they hit left-handers pretty good. So, yeah. like you said, but at the – the plus money, you either got to take – honestly, I would take probably take the under first five or I would take – for the full game, I will take the Pirates. Money long. Giants are 9-15 and 15 in their favorites. It's crazy. Uh, is the wind blowing out tomorrow? Uh, the wind is – Probably a little bit. 12 miles per hour. To right field, which means I was basically blowing in. Mm, yeah, the under might be lovely if the wind is blowing in. Dude, Alex Wood has crazy splits, dude, against right-handed and left-handed hitters. Against right-handed hitters, he's given up a three seventy-three woba. Against left-handed hitters, a one sixty-three. Mm. That's pretty crazy. Ooh, high humidity, so the ball might be. Uh, guys, we want, might want to go over. Ball is blowing out at 12 miles an hour, and humidity is going to be at 70%. 70% humidity in San Francisco? Yep. You know what that means, you know what that means right? What the fuck? Global warming. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking weird. Interesting current events. Yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh against left-handed hitters, 104 WRC plus, 148 ISO. I mean, they haven't been great. They've been above average, but they haven't been, like, stellar against lefties. Oh, I think for the plus money, you got to take the Pirates. I think this is more of a pick game. This is a little disrespectful to the Pirates here, I, I believe. Well, they're, they're putting a lot of uh, a lot of emphasis on that last start that Alex Wood had. Yeah, and Mitch Keller's coming off his worst start of the year, too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our next game. We got uh, San Diego at Miami. Um, I mean, dude, Skip Schumacher just with a mind-boggling managerial move today, which cost the Marlins the game. Sandy Alcantara is at, like, almost 100 pitches, leaves him in in the seventh inning, gives up three consecutive hits, pulls him, very next batter fucking ties the game, and then that's all she wrote. Fucking the Padres had a four, five run top of the ninth. Uh, just boneheaded manager. Like, Sandy should have never seen the seventh inning, dude, and it cost them the game. They had a 4-2 lead, dude, and over because of that managerial move. And I don't want to, like, harp on Skip Schumacher too much because he has made a lot of good decisions, but this is the fifth time this year he's left Sandy in too long, and it's cost him a win. Like I don't know what, like I don't know why he he gives Sandy this leeway. If it's because he want to Cy Young, like yo, he ain't that dude this year, bro. Like I don't know what you what you've been watching that we're all watching, but uh, <laughs> nasty, nasty stuff. Who's starting for San Diego to, tomorrow? Uh, Blake Snell. 
So we got Snell going on the mound against uh, Braxton Garrett. Um, on this website, over gang, over gang, over gang. On here, it has, what what time is the game at? Three thirty. Uh, three thirty Pacific, three forty Pacific. Yeah, that's at night, so it's tough to fade Snell at night. But, um, yeah, right now Miami, it's uh, they're at even money plus one hundred. San Diego minus one twenty. The totals at eight and a half. What do you guys think about this one? Uh, so initially, initial lean is San Diego first five, um, or sorry, uh, Marlins first five with Braxton Garrett on the hill. Um, all, other than his start against Atlanta, his his starts haven't been that bad. Um, that four and a third where he allowed 11 earned really does kind of mess up his numbers there. Um, so I definitely lean lean towards... Uh, Marlins here, but I also I also like the over because Blake Snell he's been letting a lot of runs in every single game. His last one was his his best starting, but that was against Washington. Let's be real. Well, Washington hits lefties well though. Yeah. Washington is eighth in WRC plus against left-handed hitting. So you always Six get... against Boston, two in his last two starts against the Dodgers, three against Cincinnati, two Chicago, two Atlanta, three Mets, four Atlanta, three Chicago. I think Blake Snell's biggest problem is he just he walks too many hitters, dude. Mm-hmm. He walks way too many hitters, and, and Miami actually has a pretty low walk percentage. They only walk 6% of the time against lefties. They don't strike out a ton against lefties either. Uh, and they have a 119 WRC plus with a 347 Woba, so they do hit, um, they do hit lefties pretty well. Uh, Jorge Soler has a 277 WRC plus against lefties this year. Uh, Garrett Cooper a 153, Nick Fortes 211. I mean, the this whole team, Brian De La Cruz, just up and down the lineup. Even Luis Arias, who's a left-handed hitter, is hitting lefties well. So I mean, this is a heavy right-handed hitting lineup, and they hit lefties well. Like that's what they. Miami do. almost hits lefties at 300, 298 average. My my only my only concern backing Miami though, dude, is that they did use a lot of their high leverage guys today, starting in the seventh inning after after Sandy. So they. God damn it, I'm trying to pull it up. So they use Scott for an inning, Charigos for a third, Nardi for a third. It's Charo Char- didn't even get what's that? Chargua. Chargo. Um and Ho win an inning. As long as Floro don't ever see the fucking mound again. <laughs> yeah. So Tanner Scott probably definitely won't pitch tomorrow. He, he pitched 21 pitches. Everybody else I think is available, but uh, Dylan Floro definitely cannot pitch again, dude. He was. And San Diego did use a lot of their bullpen today. Yeah, too. San Diego did. They, they did as well. They used. Uh... Tapia won an inning. Hill won an inning. Wilson won an inning. Martinez won an inning. And Honeywell won an inning. Yeah, Wilson, Martinez, and Honeywell, two of their or three of their better 
pitcher. So is Hill. Uh, but they didn't use Hayter, so Hayter's uh, definitely available tomorrow. But if he doesn't have a lead, you won't see him. Yeah. So I think it's an imperative that um, that Miami gets a lead here. Um, I'm I'm not opposed to the over, though, Ben. I think that's actually a pretty good play at over eight. Mm-hmm. Um, given the fact that, you know, Braxton Garrett, his his XFIP is a 3.58. Sierra is also um, in that neighborhood, so 3.79. So definitely he's due for some positive regression, but, I mean, Blake Snell is just fucking 4.9 Sierra, 4.71 XFIP. Striking out 23% of the batters while walking 14%, dude. Damn, that's a lot. Giving up 36% hard contact. Braxton Garrett gives up a lot of hard contact, too. Um, San Diego, though, against left-handed hitters. They're not really hitting the ball very hard. 26% hard contact. So I I definitely like... uh, and San Diego's back half of their lineup is so, so bad, bro. It's like, dude, they got Rugnet or Door hitting back there. Fucking, yeah. it's a bunch of just not good hitters. Even dude. Matt Carpenter yeah. is playing like trash right now. Trent Grisham only hit well in the playoffs, so yeah. Other than that, he's gonna be below the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, one ninety six. Nola's batting one thirty. Sanchez, 200. Carpenter, 184. Odor, 200. He's the definition of defense keeps you in the majors. Yeah. Who, Odor? Cronenworth, 209. Uh, 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 Nola, ain't he a catcher? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, and, him, and Austin, him and Austin Barnes. Yeah, both those fucking dudes suck. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at this team, other than Tatis, Soto, and Bogart, like, and maybe Kim, there's no offensive. I mean, granted, that's a lot of big names there, but that's there's no depth offensively on this team. Yeah, bro, I'm with I I, I like tomorrow. I'm actually putting the bet in right now. I like Miami tomorrow. I'm just gonna continue fading the Padres, dude, because they just they're not that good. Yeah. All the way around, and at some point they'll probably figure it out, and it'll probably come bite me in the ass. Like, but I mean, like today they shouldn't have won that game, dude. Like, a, a managerial mistake cost them that game. They don't put Sandy out there for the seventh. Miami probably wins this game, dude. Yeah. So I'm I'm on my I like Miami there. I also lean the over as well there, Ben. I I think you're on to. Onto something with that over, might not get to the window with it, but I definitely, definitely think you got something there. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got the uh, Milwaukee Brewers heading into Toronto. They lost. They dropped the first one today, seven to two, with uh, Yusei Kikuchi on the mound. Uh, Milwaukee will be sending uh, Tehran to the mound. He's zero and one with a one point eight ERA and a one WHIP. He'll be. Uh, Opposing Alec Manoa, who's one in five on the year, five point five three ERA, one point seven nine WHIP. His ERA is almost as high as his weight. What do you guys think about? Uh, Damn, the- that's a low blow right there. Hey, I'm telling you, man, 
Bro's struggling. What do you guys think about this game here? As a fellow, fellow well, when he's when he's pitching, the over never lets you down. So I'll say bet that over. Uh, Winker and Adamus are both out for this game, which is a tough blow. Let's see. Tehran has only pitched one start. Yep. Five innings, four hits, one run, five Ks. Ugh, Manoa, Jesus Christ. I think this is, take that over, man. I think this is Manoa's bounce back, though, dude. If there's ever a get right, get right time, it's to face a dog shit fucking Brewers team that can't hit fucking beach ball, dude. I mean... They're missing two of their best hitters right now. Winker and Adamus both not in this gonna be in this yeah. game. Lean the Blue Jays, slight lean. I can't trust Manoa, man. Yeah, it is tough to trust Manoa. So against right handed hitting, I mean Over fuck dude. Linker and Adamas have not been that good this year, so maybe it's a good thing neither of those dudes are playing. Uh, Might have to take the Brewers here. Might be a plug-your-nose type play against Manoa. Yeah, Manoa's bad. Oh, yeah, dude. His, his numbers are atrocious, bro. If you look at these... 5.53 ERA with a 5.86 xFIP, 6.3 walks per nine. That's 14, that's 15% of the batters he faces. He's walking, he's almost walking as many batters as he's striking out. 18% K rate, 5.79 Sierra. I mean, this guy is he hasn't been good at all, dude. Every start, he's given up, it seems like, three or more runs a game, at least in five innings or more. Five innings or less. I mean, he walked. He walked. I mean, five batters in three innings against the Rays last start. Yep. Yeah, seven and four against the Yankees. He's just not pitching good, dude. Three twelve, yeah. Babip, balls in play. Julio Tehran, I mean, we only have one game sample size. The dude's kind of mid, but... So do we go... I, I think the best bet here is under 9.5. Why under? Because Milwaukee can't score. That's, okay, good point. <laughs> and, I mean, Toronto... Toronto's going to be going up a, a pitcher who was good in his first start. But and Toronto can score, dude. They can. And against right-handed hitting. But they're going to have to put up nine. I mean, I wouldn't put them past them. They're the third best team against right-handed hitting, 166 ISO, 113 WRC+. plus. Other than that, I just other than that I don't know. Out of Tampa Bay, they haven't put up nine in a long time. I mean, you look at Milwaukee, dude. They put up two runs today, seven runs against San Francisco on Sunday. But before that, they put up one run, one run, zero runs, then four, six, two, six, four, 
Man, I, I kind of lean Milwaukee here, bro. I just... Minus 190 for Alec Manoa, dude? That No, not. Plus 160 Brewers? Yeah, sign me up. Manoa shouldn't be getting minus $1.90 right now. That's insane. Bro, he's he's one in five. <laughs> like, yeah, what are we doing? Pretty bad, man. But you've got two of your better hitters for Milwaukee. I don't even care. Find a way to get it done, dude. You cannot let Alec Manoa dog walk you. And really, their offense is sad that they're two of their better hitters batting 205. Well, actually, I was looking at it. Jesse Winker, only a 59 WRC+. plus. Willie Adamas, 84. So, really, they're, they're yeah. two of their worst hitters. Yeah, Winker is a minus 6 war. Minus point six war. Oof. Yeah, so it's it's okay that his, he's out. We'll put fucking Luke Voigt into uh, bat form. Is Luke Voigt hurt? Well, he's played 22 games this year, so maybe. Randy Telez just uh, outplayed him at first. Yeah, I think that's the problem is he plays the same position as another dude that can't play another position. Yeah. Let me see here. Oh, no. Luke Voigt has been designated for assignment. Oh, snap. <laughs> Damn. Ouch. So he's not even on the roster. Which is crazy because if he's actually one of their better hitters this year. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. What the fuck is this team doing? Where are they going to put as their DH tomorrow? We'll definitely have Rowdy out there. Is it Brousseau? Backup third baseman, Caratini maybe. Yeah, Terang. He's playing second. Oh no, Owen Owen Miller. Never mind. So yeah, it could be Terang, could be Owen Miller. I'll figure it out. Well, one of them's gonna have to play shortstop. Yeah, with, uh, out, so. yeah, with not having a uh, Adamus. Yeah, I think we're going to see Brousseau. They'll be all right. Plus 160, man. I'm not laying $1.90 for Alec Manoa, yeah. dude. I'm sorry, bro. It just can't. It can't happen. Can't and it won't happen. Or what do you think? Yeah, there's no way I'm putting any money on Manoa. Is either over, but you said both these lineups are hitting like dog shit, so you got to go with. You got to go with the Brewers. Manoa's one in five and hasn't looked good in none of his starts. Yeah, he really hasn't, dude. I think all his starts to over hits by like the third or fourth inning. He had he had one good start. Uh, yeah, he had one good start. And then his team fucked him over on a second start. So his one good start though, how many walks did he have? Five. Seven innings, five walks. Yeah, that's not two good. hits, no runs against the Yankees. And then Boston, he went five. Uh but two earned five runs. So 
you know, eight hits, but three of those runs were unearned. So that's that's gonna It's insane, dude. Twist that dagger there. That's insanity. All right, let's move on to our next game. We got the uh, the Phillies at the Mets. Um, the Mets have uh, taken two straight. Or actually, no, they just played one. They won two to zero today. Ranger Suarez was on the hill against uh, Kodai Senga. Uh, Senga went seven strong innings. Um, now we get Aaron Nola for the the Phillies, who has a four point five nine ERA, one point one two WHIP. Uh, he'll be opposing Carlos Carrasco, who's one and two on the year with a six point seven five whip. Currently, Philly is the favorite minus one twenty five. Uh, the Mets plus a, a dollar five, and the totals at eight and a half. Juice to the over. What do you guys think about this one? Irv, go ahead. I'm I'm pulling up the picture. Um, so it's, uh, both these teams are Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Um, it was only two total runs scored today, so probably expect 15 or 20 tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, you do have Nola and Carrasco on the hill, so yeah, very Nola, well good. Uh, with Carrasco on the hill, dude, man, dudes get he gets he gets hit and hit hard. I think his ERA is like eight right now, so he's actually good against left handed hitters, surprisingly. Yeah, so Nola definitely not look like the pitcher he was last year, but I got to trust him more than Carrasco for sure. He's only given up 32% hard hit, which isn't, like, terrible. Nola's only given up 28%. 4.13 Sierra. Um, the thing with Carrasco, though, that's really interesting when you dig into his splits, dude, he's better against left-handed hitters and he is right-handed hitters and the Phillies have a very uh, dominant left-handed hitting lineup. Well, they're pretty balanced, but you know, Bryce Harper, Schwarber, um, and also Carlos Carrasco, he'll be at home. He has a 10.24 ERA at home this year. Which isn't very good. Um, But at home he has, man, he he got lit up by the Guardians, dude. Whew. And, and the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of feeling that over, honestly. Yeah. I want to see something real quick. Hey, you think they all bust out yeah. tomorrow? Man. What's the what's the game line at? Eight and a half? Yep. I can see this going over. I don't. I don't necessarily think it's best bet material, but I can with both of these pitchers. I mean, Nola has let out a lot of runs, but again, that's a lot of the time. That's third, third time through the lineup because he's going deep into the game. Yeah, but we know he. We knew last year he couldn't pitch deep into games. He was like one of the worst pitchers third time through the lineup. And here he is. Yeah. Thi- here he is this year. First time through the lineup, four ERA. Second time, four point five six. Third time, five point four nine. So like, he can't. He can't go four times through the lineup, dude. Yeah. He's got to get out of there before then. <clears throat> Which is why, like, if I'm a bet, 
I mean, I, honestly, I, I definitely think the over is definitely in play here. Neither of the bullpens are are spectacular. How many pitchers did they go through today? Let's see. <clears throat> so on the on the season, um, oh, they didn't go. I mean, Senko went seven. Ottavino yeah, went an inning, and Robertson went an inning, and then Suarez went six and two thirds. Brogdon went an inning, and Marte went an inning. And these are two of the worst. These are two of the bottom half of the league bullpens. They both have over a four ERA in their bullpen. So I definitely not opposed to the over at all. Yeah. If I was going to play this game, I'd probably play. Uh, it's tough to fade Philly in this spot, considering that they're coming off two losses and they're getting, they just, they're coming off a shutout, but I think you could go Philly first five here. Kind of lean. Cause again, Nola, it's the third time around the order. Yeah, but you can get third time through the order in the first five. Yeah, but his first two times through the order are not bad. So he'd likely get through at least five innings. He has over a four. He, he has over a four ERA first, first two through. What's his third this. through? I'm liking this over. Yeah, I think the over is definitely the play. What's the weather like there tomorrow? Uh, 70 degrees, 48% humidity. Wind is neutral at 10 miles an hour. It's just so tough to bet overs with the Mets, dude, because, like, every time I bet an over with the Mets, it, like, can't hit. Total has gone over in 10 of the 15 last Mets games. Over has gone six of the Mets' last nine against opponents in the National League. But... It's gone under in four of the last six against the National League East. Mm. Philly has gone over in 13 of their last 19 against the National League East. And it's gone over in four of Philly's last five games played on Wednesdays. (laughs) Does that matter? Is because Bryce Harper didn't play today. Is he is he playing tomorrow? Do we know? Uh said is not in the starting lineup Tuesday for rest. So he should be in. I mean, this this is my problem with the with the Phillies, dude. Their best hitter outside of Bryce Harper against right handed hitters this year, who and Bryce Harper's only had sixty one plate appearances. Guess who their best hitter against right handed hitters is? Trey Turner. Brandon fucking Marsh, dude. <laughs> Oh wow! Not a uh, Castellanos, huh? Nah. I mean, Castellanos and and Schwarber haven't been bad, but dude, Brandon Marsh is their best fucking hitter against right-handed pitchers. Schwarber sucks this year too. Jesus Christ! Yeah, Trey Turner's having an awful year though. It's better than Schwarber. Oh no. 
Schwarber's got 13 jacks, but he's only batting 166. Yeah, but he's got a 333 on base. 319 adjusted after tonight. Damn, that's trash. Yep. Um, yeah, I kind of like the Mets, dude. I just don't think this. I don't think this Phillies team is that good. I definitely lean the over though. I might you get see to, Brandon Marsh drop the ball the other day. Yeah, and that's weird because he's usually a really good center fielder, dude. Yeah, like Gold Glove caliber. That was the whole reason why they traded for him. Was because they got they had two bad outfielders out there, so they had they needed a good center fielder to cover ground. Was he in um, Anaheim? Yeah, he was in Anaheim. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, I lean. I lean Mets. I do like that over though. I'll probably get to the window on the over. Any more thoughts on this game? Uh, this game is you know, going to be hit or miss, but I, don't, I really like the over. That's it. Yeah, I think the over is the best bet of the game. I'm but they're safe. Drive as well, but. Yeah. Let's yeah. go, y'all. I wouldn't trust Carrasco over Nola, but like y'all said, Nola's been pretty bad. He's really bad third time through the lineup. All right, let's get some best bets for tomorrow. Hit me. My two best bets are I'm going to take the Pirates on money line and give me the over for the uh, Padres on Miami. What's the over? Eight? Eight. Over eight. All right. And I knew that was over eight because that is going to be one of my bets as well. Miami, San Diego over eight. I'm also going to do Toronto and Milwaukee under nine and a half. Then I'm going to put a fun first five parlay out there. Take it or leave it. We're going to go Pittsburgh minus half a run first five. Miami minus half a run first five. Milwaukee minus half a run first five. And Philadelphia minus half a run first five. All right. Um... I'm going uh, Pittsburgh money line plus 115, and then I'm also going to take. Uh, I'm going back with the fish, Miami plus 100, and then I'll, I'll also uh, I'll also take uh, Milwaukee plus 160. Because so I just think laying one, I, I think laying a dollar 90 for Manoa is just an insanity, dude. So just off value alone, I'll take Milwaukee plus 160. So three plus money bets there. I'll probably hit one of them, but it's all right. Uh, that's how if you hit two, it's a good day. Oh yeah, it, it'll be a even if, especially if I hit that Milwaukee plus one sixty, it'll be a really good day. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go, y'all. Oops. Oops. I do have to. Uh, I have to put out there. I did have the uh, uh, Russian River R and D number seventeen IPA. Oh, how is that? Super, super good. Um, 
not too it's got a lot of hops in there it's got idaho seven amarillo chinook el dorado and idaho gems but it is not overly hoppy uh it is they did a really good job with this uh this r&d so nice super impressed if you see 17 definitely grab it r&d what's it called r&d 17 yep research and development numbers ipa number 17 all right i fuck with it uh i'm just yeah. drinking a, i had a little glass of red wine nice i got a I got a long day ahead of me tomorrow but uh yeah man thank you everybody for joining us we really appreciate y'all for uh, hanging out with us i'll be back friday uh with uh aaron kid we'll also be having a special guest on tanner mcgrath from action network um so definitely tap in we'll be talking some more baseball uh there um Aside from that, man, everybody have a very blessed Wednesday. Let's get this money, and hopefully the uh, the baseball gambling gods ha- have a good day in store for us, not losing on three walk-offs. And, uh, it's going to be another good day, just like uh, like we had last week. Let's go. Five and one last week. Let's let's carry it over. Let's let's get this. Let's let's do this. All right, fellas.